Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation! Let's go! Big show today, man. Big show. Uh, DMBR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. I'd like to formally announce that I'm back. Oh, this is like the uh, Michael Jordan announcement. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I was gone for that long, okay, okay. but it was a rough three days, last three days. Yeah, yeah, rough for everyone, just because of you. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm I bring just, the vibes, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yesterday's show was actually fire. Hell yeah, it was. It was a banger. And we got another one today. We talked about it at the end of yesterday's show because that's right when it came through. But let's dig into it completely today. The top offensive lineman recruit in the 2024 recruiting class, Jordan Seaton from IMG Academy, coming to Boulder, Colorado this weekend on an official visit. How about that? Coach Prime wasting no time. Uh, He said he's going to paint the picture perfectly. And he has put brush to paper. Yep. Uh, brings in Isaiah Walker just days later. And then just to make sure his point was heard, gets the number one offensive lineman recruit in the country to come visit Boulder, Colorado just a few days later. Um, this is a statement week for Coach Prime mm-hmm. because he made that promise. I don't know if he actually said, I promise you. But he, he made the statement, I am going to paint the picture perfectly when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, and this week he's proving that he is absolutely capable of doing that. Now, got to close. Yes. And we brought in the closer. And we brought in the closer. <laughs> Talon Chandler is coming back for another visit this weekend. Let's go. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second because his stats are unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but Jordan Seaton would have a real chance to start right away in front of Shador Sanders next mm-hmm. season. Uh, and that's pretty rare for offensive linemen, but it's, it's also rare to get the number one offensive lineman in the country. Yep. Um, this is a massive opportunity, and I hate to sometimes sound like a broken record, but I should just stop saying that because I'm actually sounding like a broken record saying that I'm sounding like a broken record. <laughs> that was really meta. This yeah, it was. This is one of the ones when you look at that offer sheet yep. that the fan base needs to step up uh, and help flood the 5430 Foundation with the resources to be able to stand on equal ground with some of those bigger schools or not even necessarily equal ground, um, but close to it uh, when it comes to these guys. Everyone in the country wants to play for Coach Prime. Um, but there's a lot more that goes into this stuff in 2023 in college football. Uh, so, you know, when you, you, you can see certain offer sheets mm-hmm. and that can tell you a little something, something about what, uh, what, what's going to happen here. So I encourage everyone to go uh, donate to the 5430 Foundation uh, to help make things like this possible. And I don't know if this is one of those situations where that doesn't apply, but I would imagine. Uh, no, that if you're on. going to get the number one player at any position in the country, uh, you're going to have to provide them with some bigger opportunities uh, as it relates to NIL. Um, and, you know, the cool thing about the 5430 Foundation is um, they're getting these guys out in the community. Um, and, you know, you just hear little things about like Travis Hunter being out there and yeah, meeting with his neighbors, meeting and stuff. with his neighbors, or it's, you know, he's going to um, like a food bank or whatever it is you know like those guys are doing really really cool things and um 5430 foundation is helping get these guys here and helping um the you know them be out in the community when they get here which is cool yeah i mean you look at the offer list he's already taken visits to alabama and florida oregon's in there oklahoma tennessee clemson fsu georgia texas a&m michigan ohio state so uh yeah 
I'm sure it's going to play some sort of factor. The yeah. 54 30 That's just, and, and like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, even I feel like, oh, do you have to like beat around the bush here? It's like, we, this is all above board. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, this no, is these college are the guys. football. Yeah. This is college football in 2023. NIL plays a role in every player's recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every player comes in and says, okay, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. What's up with the NIL? You got to have an answer for them. Yep. And thankfully, you know, we're in a position now where we do have an answer for them, but that's not like um, a, bo- a bottomless pit of money. Right. Everyone needs to step up and do their part. He is a five-star recruit, 16th overall player on the 247 Sports Consensus. Last thing on 5430. Recurring payments are now uh, live yes. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced it yesterday, which is great. I mean, literally, if you wanted to give $10 a month, that's going to make an impact. Yep. Um, get a couple of your friends to do it too. Now, you know, now you're really talking. Whatever um, is available to you, if this is something that you care about, it's a way to help out. Uh, I've said this before. It's not the most important cause in the world that you can put your money to, uh, but we put our money towards a lot of things in this life. That's true. Well, Might this, as well put it towards something you're passionate one. about. Exactly. Yep. Jordan Seaton is the top ranked recruit uncommitted ranked recruit in the country. Um, we've talked about a bunch of other guys, you know, KJ Bolden, Mike Matthews, uh, Colin Simmons, Williams Nwaniri. Well, this guy's in that conversation. Uh, 6'5", 287 already, plays for IMG Academy out in Bradenton, Florida. So we'll see. It's going to be a big weekend. As I already said, Talon Chandler's coming in. Uh, he has a great, <laughs> great ability to... Basically, just preach the good word and let them know exactly what is so great about the University of Colorado and why, especially in Jordan's case, we need him. It's, this isn't a case of just wanting a guy. Mm-hmm. We need a guy like Jordan Seaton to cement and solidify this offensive line, have that anchor, uh, whether it be left tackle, wherever he ends up playing. I'm sure that's where he's going to be penciled in, though. But you get this guy, man. This is a guy that changes recruiting classes. Guys yes. are going to want to come play next to him. Absolutely. Um, it's one of the, it's exactly what you said. <clears throat> it changes the recruiting class. It's a open the floodgates type of moment. It's yep. the first five star. It would be the first five star of this class yep. for Colorado. Um, so that this is a big one, maybe the biggest one uh, when it comes to the 2024 class. I've talked a lot about how I think most of the work in this next year is still going to be done in the transfer portal. Uh, and I am steadfast in my belief that coach prime will be pulling starters from other schools that are interested in transferring uh to come to colorado whether that's grad transfers who are just saying hey i got one year left i'd love to go play with shador and coach prime and travis that'll be really fun in boulder um or it's guys who you know there's a coaching change or a scheme change or whatever and they say oh this isn't really fit what i'm looking for anymore um whether that's guys from michigan state or Arkansas or wherever like guys that started this year are going to be at big power five schools are going to be starting on the offensive line for Colorado next year but there are some key cogs that you want to get in the 2024 class in terms of freshmen Mm -hmm. Uh, and this has to be number one on that list well I mean going back to last offseason we looked at every commit that came in and everyone always saying okay that's nice but where's the offensive lineman where's the defensive lineman you get a guy like this, though, and they're just going to see that it's possible to come here to Colorado, start right away, probably win, because you're going to have Shador and Travis next year. Then you're set up with Antoine, A.J. Hill after that. Like, it's all set up. Literally, they just need the big guys to start coming in, and Jordan Seaton could be the first domino in getting them all here. Absolutely. Um, it'll be nice to see Talon back out here again, too. We have another... Let's get his sink his talons in. <laughs> he does. Um, some it's a good big visitor list this weekend. Yeah, it is massive recruiting weekend. Emphasis on big, literally. Yes. Yeah, a lot no of big joke. boys. Um, and then Hayes Fawcett on Instagram had this comment. He's obviously pretty plugged in. He does all the graphics for all these commits and everything. He said Colorado is about to load up on the O line. Yep. Something's coming. I mean, here's the thing, Jake. Coach Prime is always. Coach Prime is going to be able to sleepwalk his way to top um, skill position classes. Yes. Like, 
the Winston Watkins of the world <laughs> yeah. are, are going to be coming always. And, and I hate to diminish the actual work that goes into recruiting these guys and say you can do it sleepwalking, but they're always just going to be coming. The top corner is always going to be considering Colorado and Coach Prime. The, you know, the top receivers, same thing. Um, getting these offensive linemen has very clearly become a point of emphasis and defensive linemen yeah. for this staff. Because they're saying, okay, well, we know we can get the other guys, but this is the one place where we struggled um, in the in the first you know few months when we got here. People forget that Coach Prime put this whole team together in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, but if we can get those guys and make that our top priority, then the other guys will come around and fill in. Absolutely. And man. just look at like a an Ohio State. Right. Like it's the same thing, but they're always really good in the trenches. You know, you look at some of the best players in the NFL in the trenches they're coming out of Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. But they're also getting the Marvin Harrison Juniors of the world, the Garrett Wilsons of the world, the um, Ezekiel Elliott's. Yeah. Like, who's the one with the Saint Chris Olave's of the world? Yeah. Like those guys all, all are always there. You want to know why? Because they protect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The quarterback puts up crazy numbers. They bring in another guy. He's great. They protect him again. He puts up crazy numbers. So then it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. You start getting one of you start putting all these pieces together. Everyone succeeds. And all of a sudden, it's just you're a place where you go if you want to put up big numbers on offense. Yep. I mean, we've talked about it. The vision is quite clear with what Coach Prime wants to do here at Colorado. And it did it was a he tried his best he had only a few months one off season to do what he could do now if we're able to get these big guys and you know ab's coming in like we have some dogs on the outside that are coming in in this class too so it's looking more like a complete full picture type of thing especially when it look you look at the recruiting class so it's exciting man yep. i can't wait um a few other things recruiting wise um we have Jermaine Amaya. He's a local kid. He's going to be visiting, too. I think he already visited earlier in the year. And then... Matt should be able to tell us a little about him uh, tomorrow. I saw he tagged Matt. Yeah, he's his, a dungeon uh, yeah, dungeon, dungeon family, family guy. Um, and then King Joseph Edwards. We talked about him a lot. Uh, but it's LaMason Waller, who now got another RPM, on three RPM prediction machine-like thing. RPM? I don't know, dude. I don't know what... <laughs> They're predicting he's going to come to okay, Colorado. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, I got to uh, say, like, crystal ball, that was a good one. Yeah. RPM's not hitting for me. Recruiting prediction machine. Nope. <laughs> no. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Shout out to our new friends at Hestra Gloves. Uh, Hestra Job Gloves. They're right here. Look Man, at these. Sturdy, uh, warm. Anything that you need to do outside in the winter, grab you a pair of Hestra gloves. Don't ruin your ski gloves. Don't ruin your nice gloves. Buy some of these. Uh, great for doing yard work um, or just hanging out at a tailgate or anywhere that's cold, really. I will be wearing mine to the game here. this weekend. Yep. Um, these gloves just say, like, I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, get out of my way. I got some things that I got to get done. Whether it's yard work or drinking beers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You can visit Hestra Job, H-E-S-T-R-A-J-O-B dot U-S. Use the code DMVR job to get 30% off your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at Josh at HestraUSA.com. We also, yeah, so I'm, I'm bringing mine to the game. Yep. Um, we also got some for our guy Neely. Of course. You know, got to keep our guy warm coming from Mississippi. Yep. Um, and we even have a couple more for people that might need to say one. Exactly. And then shout out to our friends at Hero Bread. Um, it's kind of go ahead, bro. Cook. Hero Bread. <laughs> they got the bread. Yes. Right. The bread is great. Yeah. Uh, zero net carb bread, uh, or somewhere between zero and two net carbs, which is great if you're doing like a keto or low carb diet. But they also have tortillas. I dabbled in the tortillas for the first time this week. Burritos are back on the menu. Bro, they taste exactly like regular tortillas. Really? But they have zero to two net carbs. Um, I say zero to two because I know all of their products are between zero and two, and I just don't know which one. <laughs> is um, it is crazy, dude. 
And then um, we have one of our coworkers from Phoenix, Emma, just joined the national network that we launched today. We'll talk a little bit more about yeah. that in a second. She was in town, um, and I made her quesadilla without telling her uh, that it was on the Hero yeah, tortilla. Yeah, and I was like, what do you think of that tortilla? She's like, it's good regular tortilla. <laughs> I was like, exactly. That's the best compliment exactly. you could have got for that. Exactly. So there you go. So there you go. Head on over to Hero Bread, uh, hero.co. You can save 10% with the code DMVR. Um, yeah, man, get your hands on some bread, some tortillas, all that good stuff. Uh, let them know about All City, though. So, really cool day today. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try and give a quick history for those who don't know, because a lot of people obviously have come and joined us in the last six months, um, are still kind of figuring out what DNVR is in the first place. So, in 2015, we launched a very small company, um, back then known as BSN Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal was we want to give Colorado sports fans, we feel like Colorado sports fans deserve better coverage of their teams. Um, we worked really hard on that. We started adding things, including things like a daily podcast, and grew and grew and got to a point where we were like, I think people in other places would like this. So then we launched Phoenix. Then we launched Chicago. Then we launched Philly. Mm-hmm. All have been very successful so far. And today we took the next step, which was launching a national network for fans of the leagues. Um, and I know you like to listen to national shows, so yeah. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. But we, we got some names that you guys definitely know uh, on the basketball podcast, the All-NBA podcast. We, of course, have our own Adam Adas yep. from the DNVR Nuggets podcast, a, a big-time hoop head. We also got Tim Legler Legs. from ESPN uh, to join him uh, four times a week. That's amazing. Uh, on the All-NBA podcast. So if you're an NBA fan, check that one out. And then on the NFL side... More on our, more a little up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Anthony Gargano from yep. our Philly branch, joined by Brian Baldinger. Baldy baby, let's go. The the originator of smoke through a keyhole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so Baldy, like one of the best. I mean, he's literally the big time version of Matt Machesney. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I say big time because he works for NFL Network and he covers the whole league and all that stuff. But uh, if you love Machesney, you'll love Baldy. So check that out. Uh, two, and then also um, the one that maybe I'm most excited for because it's just more m- my style um, is our hockey podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is called What Chaos. Uh, and this is something that Pete Blackburn and DJ being the, the co-hosts have been thinking up for years. And so when we approach them about doing something, they're like, well, we have this idea that we've really wanted to do. Um, do you think you could help us execute it? So that's why it's a different name and everything. But I loved the idea so much that I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, And so you you can check out all of their first episodes. All of them are live right now. Uh, Like I said, all NBA podcasts, all NFL podcasts, and What Chaos uh, Show, I believe is what it's called, What Chaos Show. Um, Check it out. Like They had a funny interview on the the hockey show with Brad Marchand. Marchand? Marchand? Brad Marchand. (laughs) And they're just doing like bits to him. And it just cracks me up when like, it's not like your classic, like, so what did you think of the game last <laughs> right. night? They're, like, showing him, like, visual stuff. It was great. So super excited for it. Uh, and uh, if you are interested in, in, like, a national perspective of any of those leagues, check it out. Also, of course, as always, there's more to come. Absolutely, man. Lots going on here. I'm excited for that NBA show. I'm an NFL guy, but Adam, I, he knows a ton about basketball. I learned something listening and reading him all the time. And yep. legs, too. Yep. So that's going to be a banger. It's really, really cool. And I, I always say this, um, but Nikola Jokic has literally taught me the game of basketball. Yeah. I've always loved basketball and watched basketball. But when you see someone who's just like a robot who makes the perfect play every yep. single time, you start to understand it more. Mm-hmm. And so now I've become like a fit. Like, I've only ever been a fan of football in that way. Yeah. Of like actually understanding the ins and outs of the game. Yep. You can't. A fully appreciate the nuggets unless you start to understand the game a little bit more uh and so I, i'm just like you i'm excited to learn from adam uh and legs a little bit more about the game and go inside it a little bit more yep. all right let's get back to the buffs um chat i've got some bad news when it comes to these press conferences we've reached the indoor press conference time of the season what does that mean the door is back oh no <laughs> we weren't lined up next to the door today but 
I'm it's just, coming. I'm just giving you a fair warning right now. It's probably coming at some point. So Okay. Uh, we had Coach Hart and Trevor Woods today. Coach Hart was amazing as always. First question again today, too, by the way. Hey, there we go. So I asked Coach Hart, just what did you learn from the film? What did you see from last Saturday's game? He said missed tackles, a lot did of missed tackles. Did he give tackles. you like a, like a nod, a smile? Oh, yeah. No. I, <laughs> well, the, listen, yeah, take you, us inside the presser, Jake. <laughs> did you upload the whole thing or did you yeah. cut off the beginning? Oh, no, I cut off. Yeah, so at the beginning, he's like walking up. I was like, what's up, coach? And he looks at me, hey, what's up? There we go. There we go. Yeah, he was looking at it like I felt like he was talking to me when he was explaining a lot of answers. I was Love like, that. Let's go. Love that. Um, That's literally our guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but he said missed tackles, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of fundamental fundamental things we got to get right. Uh, we're waiting on somebody else to make a play, get into the ball, but then guys are breaking through the stack, through the tackle, and getting extra yards. So gang tackling, that's been an emphasis. Uh, they've had gang tackling circuits, I guess, today in practice as well. He was asked about Shiloh and the ejection. He says those rules are kind of a gray area now because it's not even just hidden, hit, hitting above the helmet. It's if he's defenseless or not. And so that plays into it. That's what... Um, the refs think about it, and then he talked about basically what Shiloh was talking about yesterday. It's kind of a case-by-case basis because it's depending on who's making the call, the refs. We've talked about this too much. I mean, it, it's, it reminds me of speeding. Everyone speeds. Hmm. Like, anyone who tells you that they always go the speed limit or below uh, either is lying or is annoying everyone else on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um so if a cop wants to pull you over speeding, they pretty much can any time they ever want. Right. And that's how I feel about targeting or even holding or a lot of the rules in football. But you're kind of reliant on the ref's mood. And, you know, someone commented yesterday and was like, I don't understand why you're saying there's a problem with, with why you have a problem with headache gang as the name. I don't mm-hmm. at all. In yeah. fact, I think it's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about what the refs feel about it, what the conference feels about it. Because I just know they're always looking for a reason, right? And it's like, um, it, it, so it goes back to the idea of like, uh, so many guys are making contact with their helmet when they tackle. But did you hit him so hard? Did you flex on him? Did you do something right. that upset the ref? Or the, it looked a little weird because the guy bent back an odd way. Like, it's just, it's so subjective. And then when they go to the review, because I was sitting there, uh, I, I don't remember if I said this on the post-game show, but I uh, watched the game next to Daryl Colbert, yeah. um, uh, Shador's quarterback coach, which was a hell of an experience, man. Yeah. Shador's in great hands. If We we already knew that. But uh-huh. he, man, that guy knows ball. Let's uh-huh. go. <laughs> and we were both like, they have to overturn it. You know, like everyone, every Buffs fan is thinking, that's getting overturned, that's getting overturned. But there's a little piece in the back of my head that's like, the way the rules are written are so vague that yes just that little piece of his helmet that skimmed the face mask is enough for them to be like well by the definition of the rule it's so bad and so it just sucks um i I don't want to talk about targeting much more but it, it it really is a bummer the way the rule is written because it can essentially make any hit targeting i just uh, i don't want to talk about it too much okay let's just go Okay. Um, he was asked about Trevor Woods. We've already, I mean, he was on our pregame show on Friday and we spoke a lot about that. Um, but he said it today at the press conference. He played it in high school. He's a very instinctual player. High football IQ hasn't been a bad transition for him. His instincts, more than anything, and his ability to cover have been a lot of help for us. He was asked about Juju Mitchell. He said Juju's doing well. Um, and that's about it, really. He kind of just said, you know, he came in and then we had Gant come in and we had Des Moines come in. So he's got a lot to handle. And then again, he said, it's off the field. Just got to figure it out off the field. So uh, he was asked about the decision to move Trevor from safety to linebacker. That was a Coach Prime decision. Coach Prime came to Trevor um, and basically brought that up. Trevor talked about that specifically. He was asked about uh, Coach Kelly's defense and it being a little more intricate than many others at this level and just how we've seen improvement from the defense and his group overall since the beginning of the season. Um, said they've installed a little bit more and uh, it's very intricate, a lot of moving parts, but it's nothing they can't handle. 
Um, said he was impressed by the resiliency against UCLA. Let's go. So Cal Buff just ordered some uh, Hester Job gloves. There you go. Love to see that. Um, sorry, I'm reading through the transcripts. So. Also, uh, Eva or Ava's mom said, would love to get Daryl on the show. I have planted that seed. Mm -hmm. So Let's that go. will hopefully happen. Um, he was so cool, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You just never know, right? Like, you, you're like, oh, that guy seems cool or whatever. And then you meet him. Sometimes they aren't. Exceeded expectations. Let's go. He was really, really cool. And, like, was just, we were kind of both just solo out there. So yeah, I saw you guys hanging out yeah, like the like, entire game. <laughs> Every time there was a big play, I was doing the thing where like you got it. And I, I, at one point, I was like, "Sorry, I keep like nudging you." He's like, "No, it's good. I'm hyped too." <laughs> <laughs> That's lit. Um, Coach Harvis asked this. I thought this was a good question. Um, if you've ever played football, or just been around a team, you'll notice they do a lot less hitting like later in the year. Um, you know, mm. as we get into November, it's kind of more focusing on recovery and rehab for everyone as opposed to, you know, learning the basics of hitting and tackling and all that stuff. So he was asked if it's a tricky balance doing that when you have these physical teams in Oregon State and Utah coming up. Um, and he said it is. They want to do it like this because that's how it's done in the pro game, though. You know, basically in the NFL, you don't really hit too much at all. So It's actually crazy to me. Yeah. So he said it's very tricky because you get to a point, you played so many games, so many snaps, guys are banged up. But you want to make sure you get to the game so we can be successful. Um, he was asked about Marvin Ham, Demoy Kennedy, and Brendan Gant. We really haven't seen many of them in a while, actually. Um, and Trevor's just basically been that guy right next to Levante. So he was asked about them specifically. Uh, he said, the linebackers are all my guys. And when one guy plays good, they all play good. We all win together. It's not just competition, but it comes into playing chess versus checkers. Um, basically, different people in different positions. And just Trevor's ability, really as a football player. as He's one of their best 11 football players on defense. And they just wanted to get him out there. So, Yeah. Um, I like the, the thought behind it. Uh, and credit, honestly, to um, some of the commenters who I remember bringing this up in the spring. Um, and we were kind of all right because people were like, can we move Trevor to linebacker? And we're like, no, Trevor is going to start at safety. Yeah. We were right about that. Yes. Um, but then eventually he ends up getting moved to linebacker. They were right about that. Um, the one thing that just bums me out a little bit is I can tell Trevor isn't fully playing free yet. Just because he's learning a new position yeah. in the middle of the season. Right. Uh, and when you see him, like, in his, in his bag at, at safety, like the TCU game he was, um, you can just tell, dude, he's just flying around, not thinking, just going and making plays. Um, so hopefully this ends up being a long-term solution. Yeah. Uh, and he can kind of get comfortable there uh, and start making plays or end up going back to where he's more natural. Either way, though, his instincts... Uh, are elite. Yes. And because of that, you got to have him on the field somewhere. Uh, he was next up on the podium. Basically just asked about it. Uh, Coach Hart mentioned it was Coach Prime's decision to make it all happen. And so he's asked about what's going through your head when this happened. He said it was more just the fits and blitzes, um, basically the details that he had to learn. It's, I mean, it's football to him. He's a very physical player. Uh, now... It's like what uh, Coach Hart said on Friday, that analogy of a movie theater. You know, you're going to have to keep your head on a swivel a lot more. It's all happening right in front of you a lot more. Um, he was asked about the decision. He said it was uh, just in practice. They were really kind of working out a dime package. So four down linemen, one linebacker, six defensive backs. Uh, that was the origin of this. And then it just kind of, they liked how it looked, and they basically just threw them in there in their base personnel package. And that's what's really transpired. Um, so he played linebacker in high school. Coach Hart mentioned that. I asked him if it's kind of like picking up where he left off or if there's a lot more to learn. He said it's a little bit different because in high school, he was kind of playing a hybrid role. So he's on the edge of the box uh, or walking down into the box, whereas now he's right up in there. I mean, yep. he's right behind the three technique or whoever's a defensive tackle. Um, so he said just having, having to adjust to that. 
and adjust to the fits. Uh, he was kind of asked about the season as a whole. And, uh, you know, if the if they talk about bowl eligibility in the locker room, he said it's not really something that they focus on, but it's still something they expect. Yeah. So. And what did you think of Coach Prime's answer to that on Saturday? When he was basically, I think it was like, you have four games left. You need to win two to get bowl eligible. Like mm -hmm. something like, how do you feel about that or something? And he was like, I don't, I don't care about a bowl. Yeah. I'm just trying to win. No, I mean, he's spot on, I think. Yeah. Like. We entered the season with no expectations, really. Um, I guess no defined expectations. We knew they were going to be better. We knew they were going to be much more competitive, much more fun to watch. And they delivered in that regard. But, yeah, we do have four more games left. And bowl eligibility is what almost every team strives for, though. Like, this isn't like a unique goal to the University of Colorado this season to get to bowl eligibility. So No, but I, I don't think... A lot of in teams internally talk about it that way. Yeah. Because it's a, honestly a, a, a low goal. Yes. Um, so when you're going into a season, it's you don't... 500. Yeah, you don't say, like, let's make a bowl. You say, let's win the conference. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like one of those things that's almost unspoken. Of yeah. course you want to make a bowl game. For the sole reason... Well, the sole reason... Is, there's more than, I guess... One of the biggest reasons is you get an extra month to practice. Yeah. That's worth something. Yep. Everyone else goes home. You're in a bowl. You have another month of practice. Um, the second thing is it's really fun. Like, it's a great experience for the players. So, like, of course you want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, I don't think as a coach or really even as a player, you can be sitting here thinking, okay, four games left. We got to win two. You just got to win next week. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, he was asked about Shiloh's hit against UCLA, the targeting hit. Uh, he said, uh, kind of under his, under his breath, but it shouldn't have been a targeting. Um, Amen. He kind of talked about something I talked about yesterday. He was like, well, you know, Shiloh wasn't, it wasn't bad form. Like he wasn't like head down, like, you know, like leading with forearm and stuff, but it's like, this is just how it is. Um, he uh, said it wasn't targeting again, backed it up. As he was walking off the podium, he goes, I'm still mad about mine. Mad about his from last year against Air Force. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. If I had to uh, say to Trevor, and he would never agree with this, honestly, a blessing. Just get off that field. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I, I love that that still bothers him. Yeah. And then two years ago, he was getting ejected for targeting like every other game. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, though. That was the press conference today. It was a good day, I thought. Um, yeah. I mean, any day with Coach Hart's a good day. For sure. All right, chat. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. We need a pick of the week, Ryan. Who are we going with? All right. Let me get the updated lines here over on DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to at least give me a little... Uh, you said you didn't want nope, to be no, notified. No, 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 no. You just got to tell me that it's going to happen <laughs> okay. so I can I can have the the uh, my account open. You straight up said, I actually prefer if you don't tell me. That is true. Um, and I'm regretting my, my words now. I'm not saying you were wrong. I'm saying I was wrong. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. The buffs are 13-point dogs last time I checked, though. Okay. Well, let's open it up. Colorado plus 13 uh, over under is set at 63, but I think the buffs are going to come out strong. So give me Colorado first quarter money line. Okay. Colorado first quarter money line plus 215. There you go. Get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app, use the code DMVR, and new customers can bet just $5 on anything. To get $200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMBR. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Lit. Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. 
So the the compromise here is you start talking about DraftKings, be like, I need a pick of the week. Then while you're talking about it, I'll get the pick of the okay. week. <laughs> Sounds good. You'll be able to do it. I can work with that one. <laughs> um, shout out to us. If you're enjoying the content, consider becoming a DMVR diehard. You get a free shirt to sign up and every year after. 20% off merch always. Exclusive savings on all events. You get access to the Discord. Uh, there's exclusive merch, a physical diehard card. We just did a collaboration with Be a Good Person, a mm. DMVR shirt collaboration. Um, and Be a Good Person, perfect timing, also launched a black and gold shirt yes. on Monday. Yep. So you can get the DNVR Be a Good Person collab and the uh, the black and gold Be a Good Person. Um, so go check that out. Uh, we had a party on Saturday. We had to miss it, unfortunately, but shirts are still for sale. So yeah, shout out to us. <laughs> Become a diehard. Uh, we finally got Big 12 news today. Is that a finally? I feel like it just came out of nowhere. A what? Like you said, finally. For you said we finally oh, yeah, got Big yeah, yeah, 12. Yeah. I said, is that really finally? I feel. Like I mean, just... we got the notification on what, Monday from uh, Matt Olson. Yep. But uh, I don't know. We haven't talked Big 12 in months. It's true. I tweeted this out, but just looking at this schedule and the logos that are on it, it just yep. feels like home. Pretty cool, huh? Just feels like home. Um, seeing Kansas State, uh, Oklahoma State, KU, Texas Tech on the schedule, it just it literally takes me back to my childhood, like nostalgia. Let's go, man. So there it is. Future opponents, we got them for the next three seasons, 24 through 27. Next year. So non-conference-wise, we open with North Dakota State here in Boulder. Then we play Nebraska in Lincoln. And then we go to Fort Collins to play CSU. That's set in stone. So you see these opponents right here for the Big 12. This could be any order. This yep. isn't in an order yet. This is just who, we're, who we are going to play next year. It's good because the home slate has Kansas State, or, uh, Oklahoma State, Utah back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I certainly don't want to see that on the No, schedule. no, no, no. So, yeah, we also have Baylor and Cincy coming to Boulder next season, along with K-State, Oklahoma State, and Utah. On the road, Tucson to play Arizona, Orlando to play UCF, which is, I think, one that we kind of hope for. Yep, yep. And get, then... Uh, get Coach Prime in Florida. Yep, Lawrence to play Kansas, and then Lubbock <laughs> to play Texas Tech. Jacob Polite gets to go back home. Dude, this road slate is actually pretty sick. Um, yeah. So obviously you get UCF. I'm hoping that's in November, uh, so we can go into yes. the warm weather. Yes. Uh, Arizona will also accept in November, and then Lawrence. One time we did like a college town draft on the Broncos podcast, mm -hmm. um, and I drafted Lawrence. I think it's a great college town. Um, Never been. Well, you'll be there next year, and uh, Texas Tech is actually just okay, um, but. I like that slate. I like the home slate. And then don't forget, Lincoln is on there. Yep. Uh, and Fort Collins, which sucks. But um, both of those places suck, actually. But we're going to go anyway. I mean, Fort Collins is like a glorified home game. Hopefully. It's going to be. The thing is, that's their Super Bowl. True. If they're ever going to show up for a game, it'll be that one. Yeah, you're right. But this UCF game, though, man, what an opportunity for recruiting. I mean... This was a team, a university, I guess, that we circled when the Big 12 was coming, the new era of the Big 12 was coming together. And it was because of recruiting entirely. And right off the bat, first year, we get to go have a road game there. That is just, I think, massive for this Coach Prime era and this university moving forward. We'll be there uh, to K. Matney. We'll be there. Lawrence, Kansas, yes. Um, yeah, massive opportunity. Honestly, it's a uh, it's a perfect way for Coach Prime to showcase um, the opportunity that exists for these guys who, you know, are going to come from Florida to go home and play a game there. Uh, you know that they're going to bring out the best uniform they possibly can for that one. Uh, not only is it Florida, so Coach Prime's going to want to show out there, uh, but also it's a battle of black and gold. Yep. So you got to win the black and gold battle. Yep. Um, just exciting, man. Exciting 
early return. I, I guess exciting early returns on the move to the Big 12. Yep. Um, just looking through the rest of this thing throughout 2025, 20, 26, and 27. Um, matchups with Arizona and Arizona State, BYU and Iowa State at home in 2025. We go back to TCU that year in 2025. Also go to Kansas State, Utah, West Virginia, and Houston. Uh, 2026, UCF actually comes to town. Utah will come back then. There's no real rhyme or reason to this uh, scheduling. No. So um, Brett McMurphy had this tweet. There are only four protected rivalries in this new Big 12. It's Arizona, Arizona State, BYU, Utah, Baylor, TCU, and Kansas, Kansas State. Only Baylor, protect- TCU? Yeah. I don't know. I just think of the RG3 game when I think of that that matchup. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a weird one to protect. But that's it. It's a little weird because you can't develop a natural rivalry if you don't have a protected game. Now, I also don't like the force protected game, but I'd like to play Kansas every year or I'd like to play, you know, uh, Kansas State every year. One, you know, one of these places. Um, it's weird that there's no. Who would you pick if I could have anyone to play every year? I'm probably UCF. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's, I like that. Only, I mean, for the Coach Prime era. So I'll tell you this. Um, over those next four years, there are one, two, three, four, six teams they play three times, which is more than every other team they just play twice. Those teams are Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Kansas State, UCF, and Houston. So I guess... There's any potential rivalry budding, it maybe be with them. I'd still throw TCU out there though. Yeah, but you don't play TCU till next year, twenty five or two years from now, twenty twenty five, and then you don't play them the year after that. Yep. I don't know. This is problematic to me. But <laughs> we're locked in till twenty twenty seven, so better get used to it. Um, but road trips look good, man. I mean, you don't have to go to Cincy till 2026. And in that year, you only go to ASU, Baylor, and o- Oklahoma State. Then the year after that, Arizona, BYU, Orlando for UCF, Houston, and Iowa State. Well, I know that TCU and Baylor are both in Texas. <laughs> but it just doesn't. It's not a real rivalry. No. Now you got me curious. Is there a trophy? I'm trying to look it up. Is that what you're looking up? Yeah. I type that in and it pops up with Baylor Texas Tech rivalry. Baylor doesn't have rivals. Does TCU have rivals? No. Okay. This rivalry actually has a name. Oh, boy. The Revivalry. (laughs) Sounds like something you would have made up. (laughs) That's a compliment to it, by the way. (laughs) Um, They've played a lot, though. Is that like a religious reference? I don't know. It's like one's a... They're both... I know they both have religious roots. Um, <laughs> We got to dig deeper to find the answer. TCU leads the overall series 58 to 53 to 7, though. Might as well call it the Biblery. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, anything else on the Big 12 uh, schedule release? Not schedule release, opponent release. I want to make that clear. Great job on the graphic by the CU graphics Yeah, team. it looks sharp. It's it just I love the way it looks. Um, I'm being told it's a real rivalry. I'm still saying no. I don't know when the actual schedule comes out. I'm sure it'll be. When did the schedule come out this year for the Pac-12? Oh uh, man, I don't remember. In the summer, I thought like May. Well, there you go then. All right, shout out to Legal Pete's. I love Illegal Pete's. You love Illegal Pete's. We all love Illegal Pete's. Reverse nachos. This episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast is presented by Illegal Pete's. Uh, Illegal Pete's is running a pretty dope promotion for the month of November. If you go to a game, a Buffs game, I think it's Nuggets and Avs game also. Yep. And you bring your ticket stub to an Illegal Pete's, you will get a free drink. 
Um, but Illegal Pizza is the best, man. Best queso, best burritos, best margaritas. Yeah, you get a free house margarita draft beer with their promo. So there you go. Take that up. Shout out Illegal Pizza. We'll see you soon. And then shout out to Foco. TCU versus SMU. That makes sense as a rivalry. That's yeah, it's Dallas. Dallas. Fort Worth. Yeah. I don't know, man. Speaking of, did you see the video of uh, Emmanuel Moutier? No. Do you know who that is? I do. Um, he was uh, Nuggets' seventh overall pick back in the day, so yeah. he was relevant to me. Um, he went to prime prep. Oh, really? Yeah, and he has a hilarious story. I'll show you after this. Okay. I should tweet it out, actually. Um, talking about how when he was a senior in high school, Shiloh was in like eighth grade and Shador was in like seventh or sixth. You know, they were right. they weren't in high school yet. And he said that Shador would just talk mad shit to him <laughs> when he's a senior in high school and like the star of the basketball team. Yeah. And he, he said he was just like, man, you're soft. I could kick your ass. <laughs> That's hilarious. So hilarious. He's I've like, man, they've had that confidence ever since I ever knew them. I've heard Shador's quite the quite a bit of a shit talker on the field. Yeah. You, you, you I mean. If you pay attention, you can see it. Yep. I love that, man. Me too. I, I want that edge in my quarterback. Yep. That's another like Brady characteristic that he has. Mm -hmm. It's ve actually very Brady-esque when you watch the way that he does it. Yeah? Yeah. Love it. Like, the perfect example would be like uh, the ASU game when they, they scored that touchdown and he got in that dude's face. Like, can't you just picture Brady yep. doing that exactly? Exactly. He did that to Tyron Matthew yeah. in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Foco, though, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. This is the AFC Championship, wasn't it? I thought it was when he was with the Bucks and they played the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Good call. Good call. I was thinking it was Patriots, Chiefs, AFC Championship, which they played back to back years. I right, think. right. I don't know. Now you have me doubting myself. I don't know. Either way. Anyways, Foco's got all the cool stuff. They got those overalls that you've been seeing everyone wearing for every team. They have uh, straw hats. Um, they got golf bags, all kinds of cool stuff. Bobbleheads. Um, Foco, ha Foco has our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DMVR, and you'll get 10% off of your order. I called it on the revivalry, according oh, to, to SH. For a religious meaning? Yeah. Guys, also subscribe to the podcast. On Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate your five-star review, review. And if you're here on YouTube, smash that like button. Are we at 263? 400 by the time we get out of here? Yeah, at least. Let's go. Crush the like button. What's up, Dewey? By the way, the internet loves Shiloh. Yep. <laughs> Our Shiloh presser video went insane yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I, I can't blame him, though, man. Oh, I can't either. And we only got him for like five minutes. I know. Uh, he got delayed, and then he had class, and uh, but it was five minutes of gold, five well, minutes of charm. And just the way Coach Hart and Trevor talked about him today, like everyone has Shiloh's back. <sighs> Makes sense to me. Yep. Dewey's asking how much money has the fifty four thirty Foundation received. Uh, we don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if we will. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, what's up, Robert? Thanks for the super chat. He says, imagine the impact if every Buff fan who watches this cast donated at least $10 a month to 5430. Step up, Buff Nation. Yeah, I mean, we probably average around 15,000 viewers a show mm -hmm. just on uh, YouTube, a couple more thousand on uh, podcast. So, yeah, $10 a month from 15,000 people. It's $150,000 a month, right? Yep. <laughs> sure. I'm not a math guy. <laughs> sounds right to me. <laughs> we'll roll. It sounds good. We'll roll with it. Yeah. I think. Maybe that's $15,000 a month. No, no, no. That's $150,000. You made me question myself by not backing me up. Bro, I am not a math guy. <laughs> we cannot have a math segment on this show. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Miko. Did you guys see what the former player of CU said, how his son was treated on a visit for USC? Yeah, um, yeah, I did. Um, look, man. Well, uh, let me. Something went wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, miscommunication somewhere. Misunderstanding of something. 
I'm not going to speculate on, you know, what happened. Right. All I just know is obviously wasn't intended. Yes. Uh, and so it's an unfortunate thing that happened, if it's true. Um, but there was no malice involved. Look, there's so many recruits that they have come through these home games. Like, I, I bet you they wish they had enough time to personally meet and iron out all their concerns and talk to them as much as they wanted. Fact of the matter, they just don't. So it just people are going to feel slighted at times. And I don't think, as you said, it's not an intention of the coaching staff. Also, you never know when you just came across a security guard who was an asshole. Yes. And he's like, I don't or know what you're talking about. Someone who didn't about. know that they were a recruit. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what I mean. But the whole it's an, something didn't add up. I don't know what happened, but something is weird. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the super chat, though. Eric with the question, how are we feeling about the first conference schedule release for the Big 12 next season? Bet you both going to Orlando for sure. We're going to everything. Let's go. I have a massive plan. <laughs> yes, you do. That I cannot I yet it. reveal. <laughs> but if I pull it off, it's going to be so sick. Uh, the content will be incredible. Trust and we us. have the support of the people's support that we need. Yep. <laughs> so uh, it just may happen. <laughs> I, I missed something <laughs> I'm so glad you saw that <laughs> I'll tell you later I'll tell you later uh, The Cape Crusader with the Super Chat Serious question What would you say is Coach Prime's best coaching attribute And you can't say recruiting or speeches I like this I question say that um, this is football experience not count then too? Because that's obviously like. I mean, no, guy, I think that counts. Well, then that's easily his best attribute. It's his football experience. Yeah, I mean, played at an all-pro level for however long he did was one of the best college football players of all time. Uh, he just knows the game inside and out. He's done it at the top level, gone against the best to ever do it too. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a combination of a couple things. One is understanding of the game um he understands the game at the highest possible level that is one is capable of understanding the game at the other thing is he has been in every single person's shoes that could that he could come across in this job he's been the player that's mm -hmm. getting recruited he's been the parent of the player that is getting recruited he has been the high school coach of the player that is getting recruited. Yep. He has been the offensive coordinator. He's been calling defensive plays. He uh, has been in the media's chair. And now he's been in the head coach chair. Uh, he's been in the Hall of Fame ceremony. He's been, I mean, he has sat in every single seat that you can sit in in the theater of football. Uh, and because of that, he can relate to everyone on a whole other level. And it, it just... You can sense it. You can feel it. You know, we get to feel it the most with his media experience. Yep. He understands media. He appreciates the job that the media has to do. Uh, he keeps the media on their toes, which actually I appreciate. Yeah. People ask sure. dumb questions, but he respects the media because he's been in that chair. And the way that that makes us feel applies to every other avenue of football. To build off of Rudy's comment, reliability. I'll say consistency and accountability. Yep. And it's something he preaches often, but he is the same guy always. And he's going to hold you accountable to the highest standard, uh, not just the players, the coaches, uh, everyone involved with the football program. And I think that that resonates a lot with parents. Um, you know, he says it all the time. You send us um, a boy, we're going to send you back a man. Yep. And that, I think, resonates a lot with the parents. Um, Ooh, yeah, and there's a big reason why they're so comfortable sending their kids here. His care for others, yes, is also at an unmatched level. Yep. Good question. Aloha, buffs. What's up, man? Jake, my man. Good to have you back, fully rested, Sco Buffs. Appreciate you, dude. Uh, we missed you out in uh, LA, but uh, we'll meet up soon, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Scott, will they change the name of the Big Twelve? I don't think so. No, it's too established. Yeah. And they didn't change. They haven't changed it yet. Why change it now? Yep. But tweeted this out way back during the big realignment. Whoever's idea it was to put the number of teams in the name really yeah. fucked up. <laughs> For sure. Let's <laughs> call it the big conference. Yeah. 
Steven. What's going on in practice this week? I, I don't know. I wish I knew. Are they we'll switching talk to in up on for the week? Yeah. And that's when you'll get the video. Everyone keeps asking about the video. You're going to get the video on Friday. Yep. Um, we could play the other video today if we want to, but we don't have to. We could play that on Friday, too. And save all the videos for Friday. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what's going on at practice. I wish I could tell you. Go watch uh, some well-off or reach the people. That's honestly all I have, too. So. Yep. All right. Uh, Tony says, I watch the NFL run two and three man routes all the time. The Titans do it. Why can't we? Mm. I think that kind of comes down to personnel. We don't, we just don't have the big guys to hold up for four seconds to get Shador back there through a seven step drop and then step up and make a big throw. The thing for me is who are you adding to the field to stay in the block? Because, uh, Michael Harrison, bless his heart. He has done a lot with the change from wide receiver to tight end and made some really big plays in the passing game he struggles to block yep um and so you can keep him in to try and block an edge guy uh and you know double him up with the tackle or just chip him but how much does that really help you and is it better to have more routes out there it's a, you know the constant struggle if you had you know the nfl um the broncos have like man hurts Right. And they can just be like, okay, we're, we're bringing him in. We're going to have him block and we're going to throw it down the field. Well, that's his thing. He blocks. Yep. They don't have that on this roster. Nope. So, I mean, technically you could bring in double <coughs> extra offensive linemen, line him up on the outside, give yourself a wall up there and then have two receivers go out for routes. I'm honestly not against necessarily trying it, but it's also, there's no threat yeah with exactly a block first tight end you at least know okay well man hurts can go out and catch pass yeah um but if you just bring in more offensive linemen the defense is going to say okay well there's only two routes out here so let's you know double it up right i mean i think you need some sort of a running game to be able to come out in those formations too yep you can't just line up in that formation and then just they'll know what's coming after the first time you run it yep so that is true, though. You could. You, that's at least a second threat that you do have is, okay, we'll line up with seven offensive linemen and run the ball. Yeah. Um, and then go play action off of it. I don't know. That's something I'd love to see more from the offense. I don't know if we can do it this year just with the personnel we have, but some more variety and just the formations and the sets and what they try to do to, this, to other teams. And basically what UCLA does, like, that's one of, I think, Coach Kelly's best attributes is he's he knows how to recruit and how to design an offense to go big, to go 12 personnel, and then he can also go 11 or 10 personnel and go wide open too. So We got another super chat from Lamar. Any plans on the signing day podcast? For sure, man. Yeah, once we have a better idea of what signing day is going to look like, and I mean, I mean that as, let's just say... Um, Jordan Seaton is announcing his college decision at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Mm -hmm. And um, LaMason Waller is announcing at noon or whatever. Like, we'll start to put together a plan of, okay, we're going to be live for a big jump. But I think what you're going to get that day is an extended live show. If you guys have ever watched one of our watch longs, it's more like that. We're not, it's not going to be as. Um, formal right where it's like okay we have these topics we're going to cover today we're going to talk it out we're going to be sitting here hanging out waiting to find out some of the big news uh talking and reacting about it as it comes across the ticker for sure uh last thing i have uh coach Brown mentioned this yesterday in his press conference but travis hunter has been named a jim thorpe award semifinalist, so he is in the group of players that will be voted on to win the jim thorpe award that wow. is for the best defensive back in the country Deion Figures won that at Colorado. In 92 and 94. Mm, give me the first name. Chris. Why am I blanking on this? Hudson. Yep. Jeez. That would have been embarrassing. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> but Travis is in there, man. Only played, what, five games this year, too? Let's go. Let's get another one. Um, I can't stop watching that UCLA interception. 
He should have had a third in the end zone. I know. Can you imagine three interception game? Keeps them out of the end zone, which keeps that a two-score game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they come back and win. Maybe he makes a big play on offense late. Um, he now has more interceptions than touchdowns on the season. Wow. Yeah. He's just rare, man. I, I've i never seen a corner just that instinctual. No, dude. Those plays don't happen. No, they literally don't. <laughs> like, you, you got to show me someone else doing this stuff because I ain't seen it. It's amazing. Anything else? Anything else? Nope. Um, we got something really cool to announce tomorrow. Okay. So stay tuned tomorrow. Um, Matt's going to be back tomorrow, too. There we go. Uh, Jordan Ochoa just said he's going to be in Boulder this weekend. There we go. Is this the? This is another dungeon dungeon family guy. Is this the guy that was committed to Wyoming? I can't remember. Yes, I think that is right. Guest Pass list rusher. Is, yeah, Edge. Yep. So there you go. Um, Homecoming is going to be lit. Yeah, for sure. I'll have a list of uh, visitors coming out before the game. Probably Friday. Is that it? Questions. We already did questions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. done. <laughs> All right, chap. See you guys tomorrow. Let's go bus. Guys. We all silly like the mayor. 